Hello, Lakerland, and welcome to the show. As always, we're powered by LakersUnderground.com, your home for all things Lakers. At this point, we're looking forward to the offseason, draft lottery, and the free agency, because fortunately, this atrocious season is wanting to a close. But before we get to all those things, this episode will focus mostly on the current events and news happening within and around the Lakers organization. Specifically, Walt Frazier's criticism of LeBron for, quote-unquote, not being part of the team, referencing LeBron sitting at the end of the bench during a timeout of the Lakers and the Knicks game uh, the other night instead of in the huddle with the team and that he doesn't really care. ESPN predicts Cousins will be a Laker next year, so there's that, and we will also discuss the possibility of the Lakers trading LeBron as Paul Pierce said they should do if we happen to get the number one pick in the draft. So we'll start out with LeBron not being part of the team and not caring. Uh, This to me from Walt Frazier, I understand why it makes headlines. The reason it makes headlines right now is the Lakers season is a disaster. And it's pile on Lakers in LeBron mode as the narrative at the moment. I do believe that Walt is correct in his assessment that LeBron doesn't really care. I mean... Anyone who's watched a majority of the games this season can tell you that LeBron has been disinterested, bored, and or distracted. And to LeBron's credit, he probably hasn't been much different than he was in past years. The difference is that he's in the Western Conference now, and you can't coast to the playoffs, even if your name is LeBron James. Even the last game against the Knicks, LeBron had his worst shooting quarter, I believe in his entire year. He went four for 15, I believe. And to top it all off, he gets blocked by uh, Herzanja at the very last uh, second of the game that would have been a game winner uh, had he made the shot. Now, some have said if he goes into uh, Herzanja, he actually gets fouled. He goes to the foul line. LeBron didn't want that. So he kind of did a little fade away. He didn't look to have a uh, a lot of lift. I don't know if that's just fatigue or you know at the end of the game or whatever but he didn't have a lot of lift and boom gets himself blocked again you go four for 15 fourth quarter I didn't really watch a ton of that game I'll be honest with you it's probably about the only game that I haven't really watched much of this whole entire season and kind of glad I didn't uh, considering how the game uh, ended uh, with a loss to the lowly uh, lowly Knicks Um, excuse me And now as far as him being criticized for not being a part of the team during that timeout, it's, to me, it's nothing new for a player to be a part of it, to not be a part of a timeout when you've just been subbed out of the game. So LeBron gets subbed out of the game, they have a timeout, Luke Walton obviously is going to talk to the the people uh, that are going to be going on the court, LeBron gets his drink, goes to the end of the bench where he normally sits, I think that we are just throwing this out there just because, again, it's, you know, everybody piled on Lakers uh, mode right now in the league. So um, it's really nothing new for a player in the NBA to not be a part. But when I played ball in high school, I know we're going, we're going back a ways and you guys really don't care, but stay with me here. Yeah. Every single member of the team would be a part of every single timeout. 
because the information shared during that timeout was important for everybody to know. And I don't, but in the NBA, I don't think this is just a LeBron James problem. I think it's an NBA cultural problem. And I really do wish that players would take notice of that. You don't see this in college. You know, we, we've been watching uh, a lot of games from the uh, from the individual tournaments of all, all the different, uh, you know, Big Ten, ACC and everything, SEC. And the entire team stands up. The entire team gets involved in timeouts, at least are around them. They know what's going on. So, again, I, yeah, we can sit here and pile on LeBron for this. And it does not look good for optics. For somebody like LeBron, who typically is very aware of how optics look. I mean, this guy is basically the social media king. This, this is just not a good look for him. And it, it's interesting to me that there are things that have continued to pop up in the media that he wouldn't have kind of gotten a clue like, hey, listen, I'm kind of under the microscope right now. Maybe I need to, you know, even if it is fake, I need I need to do a little bit more to curb this perception that I don't care. And it just doesn't seem like he's, again, he's not cared about being perceived as somebody that doesn't care. So, yeah, again, I don't think it's a complete LeBron James problem. I think that his problem right now is he didn't expect to see this type of a pile-on from the media. Number one, again, you're in the Western Conference, not playing well. Number two, you're in L.A. Everything is magnified in L.A., so the next uh, next piece is uh, ESPN. Uh, apparently, forecasts uh, ESPN forecast predicts that the Lakers are the most likely to sign Demarcus Cousins. We all know the odds of Anthony Davis being traded to the Lakers before the deadline was high, and of course, it never happened. So let's not go crazy thinking that this is a shoe in to happen. However, we'll ask a couple of questions: What would a Cousins on LeBron led Laker team look like, and how exactly would Boogie fit in with the team on the court? I don't think this has to be a ton of analysis. DeMarcus Cousins before his injury was, I mean, really, it, I don't know if you would say MVP level, but man, he's had to have been near close. Uh, averaging, I can't remember the exact number of points, but between 20, 29 points a game, uh, like 12 rebounds and like five assists. The guy was playing out of his mind offensively. So, and, and and with Cousins, what you get is somebody who can also stretch the floor as a seven-footer. This is something that a LeBron-led team would surely welcome as it can help to, you know, unclog those lanes, if you will. So, from that aspect, that's only a positive. Now, the Cousins that has come back to the Warriors since his injury, he's obviously not been that version of Cousins, but... Coming off the injury, uh, severe injury like he had, I don't think anybody really expected him to do that. Now, is that this version of Cousins better than any of our existing centers? I think the answer is yes. So, do you know, you would absolutely get a net positive signing a Cousins. Even if you didn't bring back, which I would expect Tyson Chandler to not be around next year. So, depending on how much you get Cousins for, I think that's a, that would be a good... Uh, a good guy to, to get on your team next year, a fantastic guy to get on your team next year, depending on how much money you get him for. If it's at a deep discount like the Warriors got this year, done deal. Sign him right away. 
Um, how would the how would he fit with the team on the court? So again, we talked about the dynamics with LeBron. The other aspect to this is defensively, and I think Cousins has a long way to go defensively. So you know, we he he he's kind of lazy in in some respects. So again, if a I, I don't expect Walton to be our coach next year, unfortunately. But whoever the coach is, if you can get these young guys, which Walton did a pretty decent job of getting the young guys playing defense, the coach next year can do that same and also do that with a Boogie Cousins, you have yourself a really, really great team. So, again, depending on some of the other pieces that they would put around them. So a, a LeBron-Cousins uh, tandem, even if you, again, if this is the only big name you sign next uh, this offseason, which... I, I don't want to say that's true, but it, it might be likely. We might not get, you know, if Kyrie Irving opts out, we might not get, we're highly unlikely, I think, at this point to to get a Kevin Durant or a Clay Thompson, Kemba Walker. I don't I don't think it's very likely that we're going to get those guys. So if that's the case, a Cousins might be that only big name that we end up getting. So... I think it's a it's a it'll be a good tandem. Cousins would be a really good big guy to play alongside LeBron because of the way that he can stretch the floor. And Cousins can actually, in some ways, he can create for himself, which is much needed when LeBron is off the off the court. You know, really about the only guys on the team right now that can create for themselves consistently are LeBron and Ingram. Kuzma, I don't think is right is 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 ready. He's not there for creating for himself offense like uh like Ingram like obviously LeBron so you know, really you add that third person that can do that and really cousin I think can uh do that much better than Ingram at this point so uh I would very much welcome a, a DeMarcus Cousins and uh I, I hope that some of these these forecasts these predictions are actually true the last big headline we want to attack is whether or not trading LeBron is a realistic option. So Paul Pierce came out said that and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Said that if LeBron if the Lakers happen to get the number 1 pick in the draft. Again, this is highly unlikely. But if that were to happen, he said they should trade LeBron because 15 years of Zion Williamson is better than 4 with LeBron or, you know, something to that effect. Again, I'm paraphrasing. The What's interesting about that is what also came out on Thursday. So really, I think the real story is, uh, I think it was Rick Buecher that reported this, that the drama around Anthony Davis trade talk, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of reading this from this report, the drama around Anthony Davis trade talk at the deadline, plus the leaks believed by some to have come from LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, it so infuriated Lakers controlling owner Jeannie Buss that the idea of trading LeBron crossed her mind. Rich Paul, of course, denies that he leaked the Lakers' interest in Davis, but he's also, in, in this report, states that he's been made aware that Jeannie doesn't believe it and is not happy. So, essentially, I don't think Jeannie is necessarily thinking, I want to trade LeBron. I think she's thinking... I want to get rid of Rich Paul. So that's a problem for LeBron. I don't think LeBron will do anything about it. I don't think he gets rid of Rich Paul. But, again, 
Paul Pierce, who's an analyst on, I want to say it's ESPN, he can say whatever he wants. I think it's an interesting take. Um, I have ideas of what I would do. But uh, the real story, again, is is that Jeannie Buss apparently actually thought about it. It may have only been for a millisecond, but the thought was there. So I'm under I'm of the opinion that the Lakers will you know, we have LeBron James four years, three more years after this year. I'm of the opinion we will never trade LeBron James under any circumstance. This is not my personal opinion what I would actually do if I were running the team, but it's my opinion that whether or not those who run the organization would do it, and I don't think they ever would. I don't believe that they brought LeBron James to LA just to trade him after a bad year because we all knew we wouldn't win a title anyways. No, we didn't foresee it being this atrocious um, a season. But in the end, where the Lakers are a title or no title team, this we knew would be a no title year. Let's pretend that somehow some miracle happens and Lakers end up with number one pick. And of course, that will go to Zion Williamson the standout from Duke, would the Lakers trade LeBron even then? And I think, and again, that's like the most extreme scenario that I think we we would actually get LeBron, other than LeBron asking for a trade. So even then, the answer is still no. They're not going to get rid of LeBron James. Now, let's ask what I would do. Well, let's start this out. So you can't go back to last offseason and just reject LeBron coming to your team, right? Like no one would do that. No one ever. If you knew that Zion would be this great. And of course, like I had no idea who Zion Williamson was before the start of this, uh, this college basketball season had no idea. I don't really pay attention to high school uh, players, nothing, but let's say you knew Zion was going to be this great. And, of course, he's going to be the number one pick in the next year's draft. Would you then tell LeBron no? Because you get LeBron, you're more than likely not getting into the top, right? So it's tempting. But then again, no. Because in the NBA, you're still not a lock for the number one pick even if you lose every single game in the season because of the lottery and how things work in the NBA. So again, you're going to have LeBron James on your team, and you've had a bad season, of course, and the drama that comes with LeBron James has been multiplied by a thousand due to the fact that he's in Hollywood and not, you know, Cleveland, Ohio. You've had a bad season. You've had a trade debacle that was seemingly manipulated by none other than LeBron's agent. LeBron, it seems, is no fan of Luke Walton, and LeBron has thrown literally everybody and their brother under the bus. So that's the scene. That That's pretty much, that's the scene set. The answer of whether or not you explore trading LeBron is a resounding yes, in my opinion. Now, does that mean that you actually trade him? Because, of course, if you do trade him, you're going to want another superstar in return. So what organization, we'll take a look at this, so what organization would be willing to trade and offload a major superstar and a package of players for LeBron James. Because you're not going to get rid of LeBron James for not a superstar. Again, you have to feel you're getting the value back if you offload LeBron James, and the other team 
has to feel they're getting their value as well. It's a tough trade to explore, but let's at least look at some names. Keep in mind, there are some great players who are free agents this offseason, so we're not really going to mention those players. So, First up, we look at Steph Curry. He's got three more years after this after this year. The Warriors are not going to trade him under any circumstance. Next up, Russell Westbrook. Three years and a player option. I think the Thunder organization would actually entertain this trade. LeBron actually comes from he actually comes at a, at a minor discount compared to the money Westbrook is making. It's just like a couple million. Um, and let's face it, Russ. Again, you have now he's going to be suspended for a game due to all these technicals. You have the Russ uh, interacting with the fan stuff going on. Um, I believe it was up in Utah. You, you, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Russ hasn't exactly been the most stable super superstar for OKC. So, so why has Oklahoma City been willing to deal with all that stuff? Well, it's pretty simple. He's a superstar. Willing to stay in Oklahoma. So, of course, they paid him. So, consider Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook, an option. Next up, Paul George, still OKC. He's got two years plus a player option. Interestingly enough, I do not believe the Thunder would be willing to offload their other MVP candidate. George is younger than LeBron and far less expensive. Paul George has had an absolute breakout year. Like, this guy has had such a breakout year. I think it's possible this guy could even win comeback player of the year. Yes, he had a decent year last year. Nothing like this year. He probably won't win it, by the way. Next up, James Harden. Three years in a player option. Not happening. Unless the Lakers were willing to offload their own players with LeBron for him. Rockets aren't giving up James Harden and then some for LeBron James. Damian Lillard. With uh, Portland, he's got two years left in his deal. This is an interesting one because, on one hand, Lillard has been really good and loyal to the trails to the Trailblazers franchise. However, he hasn't won a title and really hasn't even come close. I'd put this as a possibility, and as a Lakers fan, Lillard may not have the big name draw as as some of the others, you know, like at Harden, Westbrook, George. But he's a really, really great player, and I think he's pretty underrated. Joel Embiid. He's got four years remaining with the 76ers. This is possibly the same scenario as James Harden. Lakers would be in the negative equity with this one as Embiid is a super young rising star. I don't see any scenario where Joel Embiid gets traded for LeBron James. Not even entertained. Next is Anthony Davis, New Orleans Pelicans. Of course, we were going to get to this guy. He's got one year plus a player option. Of course, uh, I'd trade him straight up. Straight up for one another. Lakers get a young superstar of the future. Anthony Davis is only like 26, 25. We get a young superstar for LeBron who's 34. And the Pelicans get a superstar in return that for the next three years, that's a decent trade. And by the way, no one fills the seats like LeBron. New Orleans needs that. Small small market teams, yeah, they need that. 
you, you didn't have to put anybody beside him. He'll 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 sell tickets. Next is the Joker. He's got four years left with Denver, Denver Nuggets. Not happening. They love him, man. Uh, Greek Freak. Two years left for the Bucks. Another one. Not happening. I don't see any scenario. Very similar to Harden. Not happening. This guy's an MVP candidate. He's probably going to win MVP this year. And uh, there's 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 no way. Milwaukee loves him too much. So there's a small comprehensive list of possible suitors for LeBron James. Again, I want to stress the fact that a trade will not happen. But if I was leading the team, I would at least explore possibilities just to see what the market is and see if I can use LeBron to get someone, you know, seven years younger to lead my team into the future with our young players. I would in a heartbeat at the right price. And one question I've gotten is is whether I would have done the same thing to Kobe Bryant if he if 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 he were in the same scenario. And I want to address that before we close the show. This will be my uh, my last little piece here. Kobe Bryant was a Laker for his entire career. And I will say this up front. Kobe Bryant's my favorite player of all time. I'm not saying he's the greatest of all time. He's absolutely my favorite player of all time. Grew up my whole entire life watching him. All 20 years, man. It was awesome. So he's been a Laker his entire career. Kobe got a sweet contract for his last, I think it was two seasons, uh, to the detriment of the team. Um, I'll be honest, it was a, to the detriment of the team. Basically, as a thank you for all those years of fiercely leading the Lakers for you know the 18 years prior. As an organization, they knew, they absolutely had to know. They weren't in position for a championship, uh, especially after the Chris Paul trade uh, that was vetoed. And the organization, as, as well as Kobe, decided that was the direction that they would go. I don't fault the organization for taking care of someone who took care of them for years. And I don't blame Kobe for wanting to retire a Laker instead of bolting for a team in the Eastern Conference where he could have gone to the finals one last time. Once you sign Kobe, once Kobe decided to retire a Laker, you you are you made your decision to honor him and his legacy and everything he's done for your organization as a whole. To me, LeBron is a completely different story because he's not done anything for the organization. So I hope that clears up any questions on that topic it's just it's it's apples and oranges you you again this is something that like cleveland let's say lebron didn't leave cleveland absolutely would have done something like this let's say you can't get another player nobody wants to come to cleveland lebron's gonna get the most money he possibly can for the last couple years of his career close it out retire uh, a cavalier done anyways i do enjoy talking some good kobe bryant so we will we'll end it with that. Thank you so much for listening to the Lakers Underground podcast. LakersUnderground.com. It's still a new website, and we're currently working uh, to continue to make it better and not just the home of the podcast like it is today. In the, con- in the coming episodes, we continue to cover the latest Lakers news, rumors, and, of course, we tackle the question later on of the Bronze legacy and how this season may impact that legacy. So if you know it's good for you, subscribe, and please join us next time. So long.